All right. This week's episode, me and The Mist chat about the latest Glam Slam show, as well as our thoughts on SummerSlam, both in 2019 and in the past. Okay, let's do this. This is Mr. Meanie, and I'm an 80s wrestling kid. Well, look who dragged his ass back to the mic. What's up? Welcome back, 80s wrestling kid. It's been a couple weeks. I apologize, uh, but you know what? Shit's been busy. Yeah, it's true. We've had a few things going on in our lives. So just to update you all on what's going on in the world of the meanies, we are planning an adventure, which it involves us uprooting all of our lives and moving across the entire country. The great Canadian move. We are moving from West Coast to East Coast. Well, not exactly East Coast. Yeah. The Eastern part. Maritimers are shaking their fists at us every time we say that. But yes, due to... um, all of this hubbub, we have been incredibly busy. We've yes. been socializing with all of our friends. Trying to get moving things organized and booking things. Yeah. And we got an apartment in Montreal, which Long is awesome. Long distance apartment shopping is not a joke. Not fun. I seriously thought I was going to give myself an ulcer. Oh, I was stressing out. Like, but we landed ugh. that. You're dealing yep. with booking the movers. Yep. We're making things happening. But oh, that yeah. means that the podcast got put on the back burner just a little bit it did so but we're back we're here we're We're ready and thank you so much for being patient thanks for being back again so for the next time being we're just going to be on a little bit slower of a schedule yes i think that uh probably a bi-weekly podcast expect that for the next you know month or two we'll see how it goes for the time being we slip into our comfort zone once i get into my new digs and i get you know the setup all with the mics and the and the things i think i'll be really ready to get back on schedule but i mean that's an exciting thing is that in our new space you can have a whole space kind of dedicated a oh, little man. bit more to this so that's going to be handy deck it out with some wrestling paraphernalia it's going to be fantastic it's going to be fun so yeah but we're back here we're ready to go this will be a little shorter than last week if you, if you listen to last week's it was an awesome episode but it was a journey through the cobra kai adventure it was a great time it was like uh, an iron man match. it was like an iron man match it was this one will be uh you know a 15 minute time limit but no no we won't wrap it up that <laughs> fast but we'll, it'll be a little shorter a little faster yeah but no i'm looking forward to doing it and yeah shall we i think the best thing to start off this week would be to talk about what we just saw on saturday night so. what would that be glam slam all right let's get to the undercard all right so we went to an incredibly fun event saturday night once again it's our favorite event which well, is it's our one year anniversary of this event <gasps> that's true that's, that's true one year ago uh we went to glam slam for the very first time it's only a quarterly event that's our fourth glam yeah. slam but we gotta go to four and unfortunately with the move that we just mentioned that will be our final for a while it was bittersweet it was saying but goodbye it was, to my favorite yeah. thing i don't go out anymore i go to glam slam that's about it and and glam Slam's not far from home so it's an easy little trek out yeah but I'm betting that when we plan adventures to come back and visit our friends and family that we love, we might look at the calendar and see when the next Glam Slam is. I will 100% be keeping that in mind when we come back to visit. Right? Yes. Right. So this current Glam Slam was one of my favorites. It was so fun. Not just because we had such a great group there, like friends to hang out with, but it they did such a fun card of goofy, amazing, wonderful things. It was just epic. Yeah, it's just such when a whimsical... We- Silly fun time. The blend that they have oh, yeah. created there. Like, I know we've talked about Glam Slam 
a, a, quite a few times. I think we've mentioned it almost every single episode. People are like, yeah, we get it, folks. We yeah. get it. You like Glam Slam. We do. We love Glam Slam. We it's love just, it. it's the perfect blend of everything. It's, it, there is real wrestling on there. There is like joke wrestling. There's burlesque performances. So the first tag team match we had was, if you can believe it, Queen Elizabeth and Queen Victoria. Yeah, it was awesome. On the same the Queens. team. Queens. Battling, I can't even remember who they were battling. The, clowns. Was, oh, they were the, cl- <laughs> they were the clowns. Demented clowns. Demented clowns. Yeah. Oh, and they were so good. Because the crowd actually was supporting the clowns, but how do you not support the two monarchs? Oh, it was so classic. It was hilarious. The It was so theatrical. It was basically one shtick after another. It was constant laughs. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was real wrestling moves there. Oh, tons of real wrestling. Do you, do you remember how that match actually ended? Um, I believe I do, but what, what are you quizzing me on it right now? It was the first ever glam slam beheading oh my god okay right yes <laughs> so they captured one of the clowns on the outside the axe came out and off with his head <laughs> literally that was amazing so when he got pinned it's because he was dead yeah and they had to slowly roll his corpse out of the yes. ring and and then his corpse kind of limped its way down to the back it was kind of fantastic <laughs> with assistance and with assistance and they had the head yeah. and it was uh, it was hilarious it was hilarious. a great way to open up i'd yeah. say that my favorite match was the dolphins so you don't expect a match to have a tag team two individuals two wrestlers they're in their tights and they had their attitudes came down and then a couple of dolphins hopped their way down to the ring it was absolutely brilliant they and were we jumping literally through hoops dolphins. yeah they, they like every time they weren't using their arms to wrestle they had them beside the their arms oh, and they were like on their side yeah fins. and they were like jumping around and making dolphin sounds or was that the crowd making i'm dolphin pretty sounds? sure well we kept making those mars attacks like yeah we sounded like mars attacks oh, yeah. we, we tried to i was sound trying like them, i was yeah. trying <laughs> but the finish move coming off the top through the ring like that um it, it was, was absolutely amazing yeah. i've never seen anything like that i've never seen two wrestlers start playing ridiculous characters like that and hold it through the whole match that was a long match actually it was and they were completely to committed dolphins. to it Right. And even when they were leaving at the end, they were still hopping their way down yeah. the ramp to the back. It, it was, was brilliant. It fantastic. was so much fun. Um, there were so many good matches, some really interesting stuff. Um, Ravenous Randy Myers came out I to love a standing Randy. ovation. Oh, we we he heart comes Randy out Myers. to In Excess. Yeah. And everyone sings. He sings. What's his, what's the song title? Two Hearts Colliding? Is that the name of Two it? Two Hearts Colliding. It is like the most slow-paced song to yeah. come out. And he does the entire song. Yeah. He commands the room and the audience for the entirety of it. He goes to each section, interacts with one particular fan, makes eye contact, and just they have a moment for that 30 seconds. And incredible. Randy's He's incredible. so amazing. Yeah. And what a tremendous match that turned into. Well, because he was versus um, Artemis. Spencer. Artemis Spencer, who I kind of love, like one of my favorite heels because he's like the yuppie hipster, you know, he's got to have his Starbucks latte. Yeah. He's always got his latte with him and he wraps a scarf around his neck and he's, oh my God, there was a moment when he pulled out a yoga mat. It looked like he was going to hit Randy with it. Yeah. He was going to smack him. Instead, he rolled it out in the middle of the ring and started doing poses well he did he started with warrior pose which yep. was the most brilliant thing to do as a wrestler and i was crying it was so funny and, and it, he tried to win by rolling randy up in the in the yoga mat yes so he that did. he couldn't get free <laughs> it was just so great it, it was great i just i love these matches we got a bikini death match so it, the big finale was a six six man bikini yeah. Well, it wasn't a bikini death match. It was just a bikini uh, battle royal. This is, I don't I know how they so. describe it. I thought so. they called it a death match. No, it was the dollar store death match. Oh, my God. You're right. Oh, we'll we'll get to that one. We'll right. get to that one. 
Um, but the bikini match was was fantastic. Six glorious buff dudes burly come, well, men. Burly men come down and and they're wearing their bikinis and string it was, bikinis. And you didn't get eliminated until your bikini top came off. And so. you went out. The ring. Yeah, they threw you out. It so was awesome. It was wild. It was crazy. Uh, we had we had guest referee Cobra Kai in there. Oh yes. Um, well, he was a uh, that night. He was he was a life. A, he was lifeguard. a Baywatch style lifeguard. He was, was he was yeah. rocking it. Um, um, yeah, I forgot about the dollar store death match. Right, those two girls. So were given not it that all. long ago at the at the Destroy Wrestling Heavy Metal show I went to. They had Canada's first death match. It was this brutal match. A real death match is like weapons. They have they have sticks and things on fire and and barbed wire and. This was a dollar store death match, so everything was... Party supplies, yeah, cleaning toys, supplies. cleaning supplies. But those two went hard. Um, there was a moment when they had to stop and uh, have some beer. They a, <laughs> oh, they had a drink off. Yeah, right they had the a middle, drink off. Right in our section. But it was, was pretty brutal because it was um, pinfalls anywhere, right? Yeah, falls counted anywhere. And they were doing submission holds like in yes. the middle of the crowd. Oh, yeah. Those two girls were just killing it. There were some was vicious awesome. moves there. It was great. Yeah, they were super fun. It was an overall amazing time. And, the- of course, we got to see Melody Mangler do an oh, yeah. amazing burlesque performance, which is one of the most, some of the most inspired burlesque performances I've seen have oh, been at Glam Slam over the last year. One of Canada's best burlesque performers. She is, and- but it was so brilliant. Uh, it, it was, was so smart. Um, was, there was a story, and it and it played itself out slowly. Oh, well. It was so perfect for East was, Vancouver. It was and hilarious. It was wonderful. She did so great. I feel like, like we're dancing around the topic of what it was, but, like... I don't think you'd understand it if entirely. If you say it, I don't think it would sound like I, you might be like that sounds silly. It's like yeah. it wasn't silly at all. It was amazing even though yeah, there was giant church's chicken french fry things and it, it's really hard to describe. I guess that amazing like performance. The night it's the walk of shame. The walk of shame. But yeah. you got to get some food on your way home and you might as well get the food of shame. <laughs> which was church's chicken. church's chicken. And she was eating actual chicken. On stage, well, in the ring with assistant, it was. Oh, but at times it, it felt so like good. you were watching like some sort of like the Church of Chicken. Oh, absolutely! Ceremony. It was. It was. It was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah, no, she's so. she's brilliant, and it was inspired performance. We also got a really great variety act of a wrestling magic trick show. So when I saw the magician come out. I was like, "Whoa, this is this is different." It actually made me think of season three of Glow, where they were in Vegas getting different types of acts to come into the wrestling True, show. I'm yeah. like, "Oh, this is interesting. How are they going to work this into a wrestling show?" Then I realized that the magician was on the spot with a wrestler in the ring. My my buddy shreds. I love this guy. Yeah. He's amazing. And but he didn't want this magician to ruin his childhood oh, no. by screwing up the magic. So. The pressure was get the trick right or he was going to get the beat down yeah. of a lifetime. I believe the term was you're going to get fucked up. Fucked up. And I'm pretty sure that I was in my row yelling, I'm sorry, <laughs> Dan, but you're totally going to get fucked up. <laughs> and if you weren't there, if you didn't see it, it was this great trick. They used all four uh, ends of the crowd. So all the crowd was into it. They all had cards to look at. He was trying to find the cards. It was amazing. It was a good trick. And one of the cards is not there, unfortunately. I I don't think we should reveal it. No? No, it's but, magic. Oh, it is. No, I'm just, what if I was, they want to pull that out for another show? Oh, that's true. We don't want to give it away. Good call. It was just, it was a good thing. The, the if variety that magician's aspect out there is somewhere, wonderful. if they want to do that again, yeah, it'll be a surprise. But yeah. But yeah, the, so like there's variety. You get like, so sometimes it's like a danger act or something like a geek act. Yeah. But this time it was magic. You usually get a couple of burlesque performances. You get tons of wrestling. It's just, it's so much fun. And you have to do that with a wrestling show. There's time in between matches where you got to get the wrestlers back. 
clean the ring up. You gotta you gotta kind of like there's downtime in between matches. Yeah. The perfect thing to fill it is some sort of like variety, variety. entertainment. And something else, I, which I can't believe that we haven't mentioned yet, hmm. is the host extraordinaire. Oh. Mean Mr. Nickel. Mean Mr. Nickel. Mean Mr. Nickel. Mean Mr. Nickel. So um, the host is, as we said, Mean Mr. Nickel. And I get excited because he's a meanie by proxy <laughs> so you can find him on instagram he's dork zombie yeah, and he, i highly recommend you check out his account especially if you're a nerd because it's fantastic he but, loves all things he's a great guy he's just a wonderful host he really commands the crowd he makes fun of us he drags us in the best possible ways and he does a really great job of filling in those times oh, as well um so really it's just it's such a fun night out it's only a few blocks away from my home i get to get dressed up ridiculous it's my favorite event and miss Meany, you might have got a fun boomerang selfie with mean mr Nicolette. oh i certainly did which is that on instagram still or is that in the story it's my story oh so. you missed it yeah. you missed it <laughs> i saw it it was amazing all right i'll lend it to you and you can post it in your instagram feed i love it okay we'll do that <laughs> so yeah that was our uh, for a little while that's our last glam slam but we're moving to montreal canada and they have an amazing wrestling scene which i get to dive into and find out all the great things that happen there so i can't wait to see what that's all about woo, woo. yeah so yeah thanks for listening we're filling in on the glam slam but i think it's time to talk about some uh some big time wrestling I'm talking about SummerSlam. Oh, yeah, the big pay-per-view. So we're a little late getting here. As we said, uh, this podcast uh, was a bit straggler to get going, but uh, I still want to talk about SummerSlam. Um, it was a great pay-per-view event from a couple weeks ago, so I think that's what our main event will be. And I, I got Miss Meanie, uh, too. She's going to run me through a quiz to see what my knowledge of SummerSlam is like from the past. I claim to be... The 80s wrestling kid. Let's see how good I can uh, remember some of this stuff. All right, let so. me put my spectacles on so I can read this for you. All right, let's get to that main event. Okay, yeah. So what I wanted to do for the main event this week was focus on one of my favorite times of the wrestling calendar year, and that is SummerSlam. It's probably the second biggest pay-per-view next to WrestleMania. It's the big summer classic, and it's always a good time. And I thought this year's was excellent. It wasn't super long. It was about three and a half hours, the main show, and had some thrills and chills. And I thought overall it was a really fun time. The uh, The matches were well-balanced. Um, we got to see you know Brock Lesnar lose, which is always fantastic. I hate that guy. Right? So was it not nice to see Seth Rollins stomp his face into the mat and take the title? I, yeah. enjoyed, I enjoyed that a lot. It kind of was. It really was. Yeah. Um, we got to see the introduction of The Fiend, which, remember that intro? The spooky guy that came out? Right. Oh, my God. The crowd loved it. The crowd that. loved it. And I'm wondering if they're trying to, you know, start a new sort of Undertaker thing going here. Because Undertaker, we all love The Undertaker, but I don't know how much more Undertaker we're going to get. It's got to be getting, you know, near the end here. Oh, we're in the final countdown with So... Him. But that's been so iconic for 20 years, that entrance and the music and the anticipation, I think, is what they're going for to, to get people Almost on the edge years. of their seat waiting for something new. So if you get a chance to check out, it's Bray Wyatt is the wrestler, but The Fiend is his new character. And it was quite the thing to watch. It was dark. It was evil. It, it was, was spooky, slow. It was, it was slow. Spooky. Yeah. But as slow as it was, the crowd didn't lose interest. They were 
popping. It was loud. Oh, yeah. I thought it was really cool. What was the chant that they started after it went through? Oh, like... So, they got a holy shit chant. No, Or was it This Is Awesome? One of the two. I think it was holy shit. I think it was holy shit, Off of an entrance, which I don't see very often. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Very cool. Check it out. We got to see our boy Kofi Kingston get a win, which is awesome. Um, But I think that feud with Randy Orton is far from over. Looked like there was some nastiness there that's going to carry over to Survivor Series, but I'll uh, save that for a few months from now. Some, some, Some good women's matches that uh, Vince decided to be really cruel to the Canadian fans and have all the Canadian heroes lose. So Trish Stratus, you know, defeated on in her home home city to Charlotte Flair. And then we had Natty Neidhart come out and lose also to Becky Lynch. So all the Canadian heroes getting downed and, and out. But, you know, it's good for heat and it's good to put people over. So, And, hey, Kevin Owens, he's a Canadian boy from Quebec, where we're moving to. And he got a big win, so I enjoyed seeing that. And... It was an excellent show. I really enjoyed it. There was no matches I didn't enjoy. Saw Goldberg come out and actually look really good. So, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I can say that I enjoyed it. I have a kitty in my lap. Hey, buddy. (laughs) I'm trying to record a podcast. And so that kind of brings me to my idea I had this week, which would be to run myself through a gauntlet of questions that Miss Meanie can hand to... Buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Which kind of brings me to the idea I had to have a SummerSlam quiz. We're going to see... The knowledge base. See if I've kept up with my uh, past. A knowledge-based summer slam, if you will. Oh, oh my! That's All right. <laughs> so this is from a website. Yeah. And I'm going to go through. There's 25 questions total, but I'm just going to go through and pick my faves. Ooh, okay. Yeah. 25 is a lot, so that's true. Yeah, we don't yeah. want this to go on forever and ever. Yeah. But uh, yeah, are you ready for some questions? Are you I'm, ready for your intellectual summer slam? I am ready to get summer slammed. Let's do it. All right. Who has the most SummerSlam appearances? John Cena, Triple H, Hulk Hogan, or The Undertaker? Oh, okay. The all big names there. But with a guy that's been wrestling for 30 years, I find it difficult to not choose The Undertaker on this one. All right, let's see. You are correct. Okay, okay. I mean, that's pretty good reasoning. I know. That's probably the easiest one, and I'm going to get killed now. Who was Steve Austin's first opponent? Owen Hart, oh The Rock, Savio Vega, or Yokozuna? Oh, Yokozuna. First, it wasn't Owen Hart for sure. And it wasn't The Rock for sure. I don't remember him fighting Yokozuna, which bothers me. I'm going to say Savio Vega. No, it was Yokozuna. It was Yokozuna. I don't remember that match. Oh, see, this is going to make lists of things I have to go and watch yeah. now. So I never watched pay-per-views growing up because... Um, well, one, we were poor, and two, I didn't realize people actually did that. I oh. thought that was, I thought that was just a thing that got advertised, and people didn't really do it. <laughs> I, I would have guessed The Rock. I was pretty poor too, but we just got together as friends, and we all chipped in. That's how we did our pay per views growing up. Everyone throwing ten bucks. Did Hulk Hogan ever lose at SummerSlam? Yes or no? Oh, because yet he, he was there at the very beginning. First SummerSlam ever was Hulk Hogan Macho Man Mega Powers. Oh, Mega Powers versus Mega Bucks. I haven't thought of that in a long time. It was the rich Ted DiBiase. It was the Mega Powers versus the Mega Bucks. I remember that for the first one. I'm going to say he did not lose at SummerSlam. Yeah, he never lost. Wow. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. honestly, I couldn't think of a person that beat him. Yeah, awesome. Hulkamania. Who did Randy Orton beat for his first world title? Triple H, Batista, Chris Benoit, or John Cena? Oh, this is a while ago, but I think I remember that match. 
and I do believe, I think, Canadian kid, rabid Wolverine, I believe it was Chris Benoit. You are correct. Yes. Which year did the Heartbreak Kid return? SummerSlam 2001, 2002, 2003, or 2004? This is tricky. Because this falls right into the heart of when Mr. Meany was sort of not following as closely as he used to. Hmm. I'm going to say that it was 2002 because I don't think it was 2001. You're correct. Oh, wow. Good guess. Yeah. Pulled one out of my ass there. Who did the rock face at SummerSlam 99? Billy Gunn, Triple H, Mankind, or Ken Shamrock? 99. So I would have watched that one. Um... Don't think it was Mankind. I'm going to say Billy Gunn. You're right. Oh, man. Rolling now. Okay. I would have guessed Triple H. SummerSlam roll. I wouldn't have watched that, but I would have watched like the show after it. And yeah, I just don't have like a memory retention of events whatsoever. Because wrestling matches have these big finishes, usually in big celebrations, it, it, could get, it can get imprinted on there where you just... I mean, it can, it. but at the same time, we were just talking about Glam Slam, and I'm like, oh, yeah, the beheading. <laughs> That's I'm true. like, I remember that the Queens won, and I'm like, yeah, Queens won, and I'm like, oh, yeah, the beheading. <laughs> uh, you would think that would leave an impression. My brain is like, the just Mos- chucks it. The Moscow Mules might have gotten the way, too. Sorry, <laughs> I'm just saying. What year did Bret Hart defeat Mr. Perfect? Oh, Mr. Perfect. Kurt yeah. Henning. I loved Kurt Henning. So, Summer Slam 1989. 1991, 1990, or 1992? Now, this was when Brett won his first Intercontinental Championship, that belt that's sitting up there on my shelf. Um, did you like Kurt Henning? Did you like Mr. Perfect? I can't remember if you liked him or not. Yeah, I liked him. Yeah? Was- I mean, like, I'm re- like remembering now, I'm like, yeah, I liked him, but, like, I loved hating him as a child. I thought he was so funny. His promos where he was being perfect all the time. Oh, yeah. Did you ever see like- when, he, when he threw the football to himself? And he ran down the whole field in slow motion. And he caught it, like, because he's perfect. It's yeah. so funny. So as a kid, like, he drove me crazy. But, like, I loved hating him. So yeah. as an adult, I can now look back and be like, yeah, that was pretty brilliant. So, so I would say, yeah, I like him. So great. So, yeah. So back so to the question. Bret 89, Hart, 90, 91, or 92? I'm going to say 1992. You were incorrect, sir. Damn. 1991. Oh, okay. So close. What was Mr. Meanie? Mr. Meanie was 18 years old back then. Way back when. I was nine. Yeah, she was. <laughs> that makes you sound like a creeper. <laughs> Cutting that out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. uh, who answered Honky Tonk's open challenge? I know this one. Right off the bat? I know this one. Do you want to say it before I even like say the names? Shaking the ropes and running around the ring. The ultimate warrior, baby. You are correct. The other options could have been Bret Hart, Brutus Beefcake, or Hacksaw Jim Duggan. But you knew it without me even reading it. The Honky Tonk Man was on the longest uh, intercontinental championship run of all time. And that's... That record still stands to date. That was the longest that anyone has ever held that title, even with all these great wrestlers over the last 30 years. And that was the night that the, the long reign ended. And it ended in like a minute or a minute and a half when Ultimate Warrior just came down and Ultimate Warrior all over him. So I, I could never forget that moment. That was that was pretty epic. It was, right. He just destroyed him. I loved Honky Tonk, but uh, yeah, it was, that was Ultimate Warrior's night. All right, so in... Back in 1997, what was the gimmick for Mankind versus Triple H? Was it a cage match? Was it Falls Count Anywhere match? 
No DQ match or a tables match? Um, so, 97, that was a pretty epic SummerSlam. And I believe, yes, China, China was there with Hunter Hearst Helmsley. It was a cage match against Mick Foley. And Mick Foley won that match. You're right. Ding, ding, ding. Okay. So which year did Undertaker versus Undertaker happen? Oh, no. Was that SummerSlam 92, 93, (laughs) 94, or 95? The Undertaker versus The Undertaker. Oh, my goodness. Do you remember when there was two Undertakers? Yeah. That was a strange... I mean, that's something I remember because, like, The Undertaker is my dude. Yeah, that was a great gimmick. I enjoyed that. I think I'm going to say that that, because that was 1993? You are so wrong. Oh, so wrong. 1994. He's going to tombstone me for that one. 94. Okay. Okay. How many SummerSlam matches did Shawn Michaels have? Mr. WrestleMania. Shawn Michaels... So Mr. SummerSlam is known as Bret the Hitman Hart. Mm-hmm. But that's because he had some of the biggest wins and championship wins. And But I don't even I don't think he had the most matches. So I'm okay. going to go big. It's got to be a big number. What right. do we got? So we got seven. No more than that. Nine. Okay. Eleven. Ooh. Or 13. Ooh, 13 seems so high. All odd numbers. But you know what? He, he had so many matches. I'm going to say 13. Lucky number 13. Instead, it was 11. Oh, still impressive number, though. 11 matches at SummerSlam. Incredible. Who won the first ever TLC? Oh. Was it the Dudley Boys? The Hardy Boys? Edge and Christian? Or was it a three-way tie? (laughs) Well, there was no ties. Well, just like there's no tying in baseball, there's no tying in tables, ladders, and chairs matches. So um, I know this one because, you know, they're my boys. So Edge and Christian, they they won that match. It was amazing. Dullies were insane. Hardy's classic match. But my boys, Edge and Christian, they brought it home. Heck yeah, they did. Yeah. Which SummerSlam event was the first to feature a Money in the Bank cash-in? Oh. Was it SummerSlam 09? 2009, I should say. Uh, SummerSlam... 2011, SummerSlam 2013, or SummerSlam 2015. And for anyone listening that doesn't know Money in the Bank, you you win a special match, you get a cash-in for a championship match anytime. And I guess at SummerSlam, someone chose to do it for the first time, run out and cash in that that contract and get a title match right there. I'm going to say that that was 2009. It wasn't until 2011. Whoa. Yeah. That's way more recent than I thought. It's pretty recent, right? That surprises me. You don't see this at home, but there's constant cat action in this house. They're just walking by, jumping over, passing, rubbing uh, our legs. Particularly, it's Cassian. He wants to be a podcaster. And now he looks so happy just sitting in the (laughs) middle of headphones. and Such a brat. Yeah. All right, here we go. Who has the most SummerSlam losses? Ooh, losses. Is it Batista, Brock Lesnar, John Cena, or Randy Orton? Oh, okay, so... That's putting somebody else over at SummerSlam. That's a big deal. As I've said on this podcast many times, losing is not a bad thing in wrestling always. It's it's an important storyline moment. You're helping another person get over. I could see, you know what? I, I could see somebody like John Cena, you know, having huge matches, but putting somebody over. Is John Cena your final answer? John Cena is my final answer. I feel like we need, like, that... uh music That's the, I'm like I couldn't actually remember the music yeah 
You are correct. Oh, John Cena. Yeah, you're right. And He's see, I think a it's good guy. I think it's something to be celebrated. I don't think it's oh, poor guy lost us. No, like no, he was always putting people awesome. over because he you was know? like he was a superstar. Oh, so my God. that's amazing. Thirteen world titles. Just saying. All right, we're getting into the last two questions. Uh-oh. Which title has changed hands the most at SummerSlam? Oh, is it the tag team championship? Okay, the Intercontinental Championship, yeah. United States Championship, or the WWE Championship? Okay, I'm, I'm going to say it's definitely not the WWE Championship because that doesn't change hands a whole lot. And SummerSlam, I could see that United States title. That seems like a very popular kind of summer. We saw it this time, didn't change. we? Did it change? No. Oh. Uh, AJ Styles. He, he, oh, he, he kept it. He kept it. Okay. Um, yeah, you know, I could see the midway through the season Intercontinental Championship boost after us. I'm going to say the Intercontinental Championship. All right, let's see. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. All right. Last question. Okay. We're ending with one of my guys. Oh, okay. Well, we've already talked to Undertaker, so I'm assuming this has got to be... Who was Steve Austin's the rattlesnake. last SummerSlam match against? His last match? Yeah. His last SummerSlam oh, last, match. Yeah, yeah, last SummerSlam match. Was it Kurt Angle? Vince McMahon? A kitty cat purring into the microphone. <laughs> I'll take the kitty cat purring into the microphone for 400 Alex. <laughs> Chris Benoit or Triple H? Show me. No. Family feud. Um, I could see it being something He's like... He's purring into the mic. Yeah, he is. Sorry. <laughs> wow. He wants to be a podcaster. Uh, that joke never gets old. It never gets old. <laughs> He's so cute. If you want to see how cute our cats are, just go to our Instagrams. Seriously, go there. Go there now. They're adorable. They each have their own hashtag. Yeah, they do. Anyway, you're stalling. I know. Can you tell? Yeah. Um, so who was Steve Austin's last SummerSlam match against? Was it Kurt Angle, Vince McMahon, Chris Benoit, or Triple H? I'm going to say that was... I'm going to say it was Vince McMahon, the man, well, the, the former man. Okay, that's your final answer? Yeah, Vince McMahon. You're wrong. Oh, who was it? Who was You're it? wrong. Actually, I would not have guessed this. Um, It was Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle. Oh, man. Okay. I All right. I don't actually remember that. So I'm going to tally up your score here and see how well you did. Okay. Do, 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 do. I'm gonna cut this out later. Yes, I am. Boom, 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 boom. All right, Miss Meanie, what's the uh, what's the damage? What's the damage? <laughs> I'm holding my fingers up and I'm hoping I've got this count right. <laughs> okay, um, you got six wrong. Six wrong. And you got. Nine right. Yes! That's a pass. That's a solid C. Uh, now, of course, people might be like going back and recording this and being like, oh, she's wrong. And I'm like, literally, I just counted out my fingers. So if I got it wrong, I don't care. She didn't even use her toes. It was just fingers. <laughs> That's probably where it got confusing. If you'd used your toes, you wouldn't have lost count. Oh, I should have. I have my toes. I got 10 fingers right here. You could just said like, I know, I hold up fingers. Oh, well. Yeah. I, I like my recording method. It worked okay for me. All right, so hey, nine, you you won by my recording method. So nine out of fifteen. I won. I won the quiz. I won the quiz. Yeah. All right, 
all right that was fun i hope you enjoyed that was a good time and if that inspires you to watch some wrestling and you have access to the ability to watch it summer slams have been great pay-per-view so i am um, yeah go back and check them out so what is the next big pay-per-view that we're like gonna be really excited about um well the next pay-per-view coming up uh next month is clash of champions okay. and it's actually super fun because every single title in the wwe gets defended in one night oh wow that's, that's the big. whole card is every child and so you're guaranteed to see title changes it's okay. always a fun night so all right that sounds more fun huge. than i thought it was gonna be um yeah it's it seemed gimmicky at first the first few times they did but i think it's a really good time it's super fun um but then shit gets real in october hell in a cell that's a pay-per-view not to be missed you know october is just the best month right yeah it really is and i you know undertaker i wouldn't be surprised if this is his final are you gonna call it i'm gonna call it i thought that wrestlemania was gonna be the final appearance i think he's gonna have a hell in the cell match or at least be involved in one i don't really think he should be involved in a whole one like i love you buddy but uh come on don't be gentle with thyself I, i bet you that something happens I wouldn't be surprised if The Fiend, if Bray Wyatt is in a in Oh, that'd be, that's a fun his, prediction. You know, well, I can't wait to see what's going to happen come right? October. A couple of great pay-per-views. So, yeah. Thanks for listening. And uh, you know what? I think that's about it. Time to go. We'll chat next week. Hey, thanks for listening. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you look for your podcasts. If you like what you heard, please leave us a five-star review. And hey, tell your friends. You can find me on Instagram at Mr.Meany and on Twitter at Mr. Underscore. All right, I'm out of here. And hey, if you're looking for something to do, go watch some wrestling.